Breakfast from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in so far. Last week, we surpassed 100,000 listeners on the podcast. Actually, that's a that's a big milestone, something we set out at the start of the season. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in. You can now listen to us on Spotify, as well as Acast and Apple Podcasts. And it's a big one this week, the final. Ashy is back here, and we'd like to be joined by Tom Gordon. Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How was training today? I was all right. Not too bad, you know, just building up to the final. Just you seem pretty chilled it's about another it, another day at the office, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, I don't really get nervous. Do you not? You're all right, you're yeah. right with it. The only time I was nervous was that when I got thrown in right at the end, uh, yeah, before the Edinburgh game, yeah. Just um, just because, like, I didn't know anything when I got thrown in, as in the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it was obviously, like, the biggest game I played in. And going up against, like, a big fallback, it was a bit scary. But once I was there, it was fine. So how did that happen? How did you find out you were playing? Um, well, I actually found out when I went to walk away with the non-23 and Kenny just said, no, you're over there. And I just walked over and Rens just said, he didn't really give me an exclamation. He just kind of was just like, oh, I thought about, you know, starting, starting Wilson, but you're starting. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> there I go. Because that was on the... The Wednesday, wasn't it? And the was Edinburgh game was on Saturday. Was it Thursday? Thursday. Was Thursday, a, so it was right towards day, the yeah. end of the week. Yeah. So obviously the, the main bulk of preparation gets done on the, the Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So to go in, and what a performance. Well, say it worked out all right day. for you, mate. That man of the match. Yeah. How did Where it feel did it come there? from, man? Tell us. I don't know. I just That's what you've been doing for curry every week, isn't it? Just go out and play, you know. I just don't really think about it. I just live my roles and then just go out and play. I don't really... When did you much. stop feeling nervous? Um, 81 minutes when the like final whistle went. Nah, probably like the Thursday afternoon, to be honest. Once I just brushed up on um, my roles and just, you know, got everything sorted out there. Felt confident enough going in. And then, I know, when it comes to the game, I don't really get nervous. I just... Really? So dressing room, dressing room before you were fine? Yeah, like I, I, remember sitting, I remember sitting down and looking at the clock. It was like quarter past six or something and I was like god I just wish I could play now like I was just I felt ready I felt ready I wasn't wasn't nervous I was like right can we just play already like did you find that once you'd like made your first impact in the game you kind of settled down a little bit I sometimes find that myself like if it's a particularly big game or whatever or you're not played in a while once you you know you make that first tackle or first carry you're kind of like oh right settled a little bit yeah yeah a little bit I can't even remember what my first incident was in the game to be honest but Okay, probably a dominant hit. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, if, it was, uh, if that was anything to go by, it was probably a dominant probably a hit. Probably Probably just uh, cover the ball up on a rock. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, speaking to Dave about you, it's your ball carrying that you pride yourself on. Is that right? You like to be a bit destructive well, ball in hand? Yeah, I like, I like to get my ball in, uh, get ball in hand. Like I like to have a run with the ball. I haven't really had a shot yet. I just f- can't, find my w- can't find my way into a ball carrying position at the moment when I've been playing. But yeah, I like to... Run, run with the ball. Probably think of myself more of an attacking player, to be honest. But yeah, you've been working hard in your defence, though, haven't you, this season? Yeah. Know, like, obviously, to see the, the way you played in that Edinburgh game was was fantastic because you know obviously your your ball carrying from what we've seen. You know, you're playing for Curry and, and even in training is, is a huge strength. But to see, I think to see you fronting up defensively so well in that game was was amazing. So 
you know, you've been you've been working hard on that, I guess, haven't you? Yeah, that's definitely one of my like work ons. Like the whole season is was um, my defence. Like I, I, I've always thought that I wasn't that good at defending. Like I've, if I like was quite self-critical of myself, I didn't really think I was a defensive player. Um, like I'd make tackles, but I wouldn't really make any like good tackles. I wouldn't make big tackles. I just kind of you know just chop them or whatever, and just you know mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. tackles. So. Yeah, it's been a big work on for me. Like most most Warrior Fifteens now, I'll grab someone and not always live, not always live tackles, but a lot of like technique stuff to. Yeah. So just remind us, Warriors Fifteen is at the end of the session. You do little personal work ons, yeah, kind yeah. of self driven. Yeah, fifteen minutes of your own work ons. Yeah. Am I right in saying there's like an encouragement now to enjoy defense, whereas before it was kind of seen as just something you had to do. Actually, now it's part of the game that you can really enjoy and. Yeah, I mean. Massively, I think like for me, there's been a huge emphasis, you know, over the last eight weeks about defence, and and you know, if if we want to have a crack at winning this championship, then defensively is probably where it's going to come from, and and I think we've seen some shifts within our group over the last eight weeks, and you know, we think back to 2014-15 when we um, won the league. I, I remember it, you know, every single game towards the end of the season, we would come out and we would. Would smash teams like yeah, just yeah. Like this kind of collective feel good. It's almost competitive nature running mm-hmm. throughout the squad to see who could make the biggest hit, who can make the most tackles, and and I think it's been a case of that again. We've seen that really unfold within the squad, and we're really reaping the rewards from it. So, you know, let's go one more on Saturday and, and see it again, and uh, and give something for the, the fans to cheer about and us to celebrate. Who can make the biggest hit, Tommy? Out there, who's who's, who's the, the biggest person? Hitter? Yeah, who do you want to run at least? Apart from Ashy, of course. <laughs> um, who makes the biggest hit? Fraz is hard, bad. Yeah, George Turner's George Turner. George Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he puts in hits. Recently, Tommy Seymour on the wing. He's been putting in some hits. <laughs> really? Actually, yeah. well, well, He's actually been putting in some hits. Jack, yeah. Jacko was on uh, Radio Duty on the weekend, and he, he came up and sat next to me, and he said that the speech that Tommy Seymour gave before the game was right up there with, you won't remember, but Al Kellock Day is a really inspirational speech. What was he saying on the pitch just before you went in to make oh, your final preps? No, I couldn't like tell you what he said, but it was pretty, you know, got everyone up. Yeah. I felt pretty, oh, I was like, God, that's... It's rousing. Yeah, that's, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think it's of. It's like a musical crescendo. <laughs> that's how I would explain it. Like, really? Well, we watched it back in the team yeah. meeting today, actually, to probably embarrass Tommy a little bit. He was sitting at the front of the meeting with yeah, his, his hood up, up and yeah. his, <laughs> his head in his hands, but it was a... A phenomenal speech, one that you would have thought, you know, there had been weeks preparation going into it, but apparently it was spontaneous and, um, you know, from the heart. It was absolutely from the heart. It was fantastic to see, and I think after we watched it in the meeting, everybody was ready to go again. So, yeah, it was it was impressive. Well, what a reaction! It it, that's got to be one of the best performances of the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, how did it feel out there? Um, well, like I only played like ten minutes at the end, which is. I was happy to get on. Should have got to play a bit longer, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when you see the boys going so well, you want to be part of that. Yeah, when you see yeah, definitely. Like, want to be part. You know, add a bit more. Like, get on a bit longer, and maybe you can add a bit more to that. But yeah, it's good buzz out there. Mm. Yeah. If someone had told you start of the season, I'm going to even say two months ago. You're going to be involved in the semi-final. You're going to start against Edinburgh. What would you have said to them? Hey, just before you answer that, Tommy, what did I say to you at the start of the season, remember? What did you say? 
I would have said, yeah, right. I was like, all right. I said sure something thing. to this guy at the start of the season because I, I knew that I seen something in him and I was like, can you remember? You must be able to remember. And that, to be fair, this actually hasn't come true yet, but I said to him that I think he'd, I, th- I thought he had the ability to play for Scotland before the end of the season. And he said, nah, 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 no way, no way, no way. And obviously he's maybe not achieved that, but obviously to see how he's come on this season and play some great games during the, the middle part of the season and then to progress on the way he has at the end of the season has been awesome. So, yeah, what where, what did you think? I mean, did you think there was a, a chance of that happening? What, playing for Scotland? Oh, just, you know, achieving what you've achieved so far this season. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I was, before the Edinburgh game, I was... Um, I was I was thinking you know my season's kind of done you know like no more games to carry um, so I was kind of like I was happy with my season the way it went like I had a just like an internal goal I didn't write it down anywhere but I was like I wanted to play three games this year mm-hmm. I didn't expect to play a whole lot because you know there's four sevens and I was the bottom of the pile so I was like th- three games is realistic you know I think I can achieve that and you know um what you want at the minute? I'll be five or six this weekend if I get on. Um, so, you know, double, potentially double the amount I set. You know, so for me it's been an unreal season. Um, real happy, real happy with it. I thought like I've, I've come on a long way. What part of um, have Curry played playing for Curry? What part have they played in your development? I just think playing. Like the best way for me to develop, uh, to develop, I think, is just to play. Like I. And I, with Curry, I play every every week, play the whole game, and so I think that's the best way for me. You know, you can do bits in training to help, but like, to get better, you have to play. I think. Mm-hmm. So just just playing. Just actually yeah, time on the pitch. Lots. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tell us about. Um, obviously, you never grew up here, um, but tell us about your your journey and and how you actually got yourself over here, and you know. What age? You were pretty young, weren't you, when you came over yeah, and 17. had kind of no idea of yeah. what it was going to look like, but you made the bold move and here we are. How did it go? Right, so my, my last year of school, well, I suppose it was my last year of school. Um, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I wanted to go on a gap year, like after I finished school. And um, I knew I had family over here. and So my uncle, he was the president at Curry, I don't know, five or six years ago, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so I knew about I knew about Curry, and um, I basically just asked him if I could come over and play. Basically, and I, the plan was only to be in Scotland for about I don't know six six months or so, half a year. Work, work, um, and then travel a bit and go home and but play rugby for fun while you're play here. Play rugby for fun, yeah. Like I, w- I was had no intentions of like trying to make it here or anything. I just wanted to play because I like play rugby, and I was like, right, I'm going to come in in the middle of a rugby season, like, why not mm-hmm. you know, play? Who did you play for back home? Um, I played for my school. Um, I, came to, I literally came to Scotland a week after I left school. Um, I came, so we finished in the Southern Hemisphere, you finish in, like, November, December time. <coughs> and we finished on the first few days of December. And a week later, I was in Scotland before Christmas. So I, did, I had Christmas over here my first year, just basically so I could get a bit more rugby in, just... I wanted to play. Did you know? But did you know Dave? Had you nah. met Dave? Nothing nah. like he that. He was the coach of the Chiefs, but no. Nah. No, nah, you've never <laughs> met him before. No. Nah. And um, before we move on, actually, give us because this was pretty fascinating and eye-opening to me. Give us the lowdown on your schooling. Like, this, you obviously went to an interesting school. Like, tell us about the kind of split and 
how the whole oh, year went like oh, the, oh yeah yeah right. oh so my school in um year 10 which is the second year of high school my school gets so the year group gets split into like half basically right and my school has this outdoor campus which is probably like an hour and a half away from my school which is in hamilton um and it's called tihoi venture school it basically like you go down there um and you get put into these like hut like they have like a like a coal range in them and you live in there with seven other boys and you do and you do um like school like four days a week and then the other three days is like you're doing outdoor activities so like there's instructors there that will take you like whitewater kayaking or rock climbing i don't know various other various other outdoor activities but then living in this house with seven other boys at like 14 15 years old it's kind of tough sometimes, and like, you have to cook and clean for yourselves. So you, well, you get you get given food from the kitchen, but you have to cook it all. So you learn a lot of life skills then. Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Like you learn like how to survive out in the bush, and you learn all sorts of, um, like, to light your like to cook in the oven. You have to chop wood like into like genuine, genuinely. Right, I'm interested in grill school, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. How many? How many boys in this current squad do you think could have made it with you there? Who would be? Oh, tons! Like, but who would you pick? Who would be the ones that, if you were stuck on, stuck out in the bush, needed someone to start a fire? Who's uh, Bruce? Bruce Locker. He's country. He's a country boy. Some food. Yeah, he, he's a country yeah. boy. Like, heard lots of stories. Um, I don't know. You could make it in the wild. You'd be all right. Make it in the wild. I'd be all right. I, yeah, I, I, I right. do enjoy being out in the like wild. Being, I like, like being out in the hills wild. in the weekend yeah, and yeah. stuff. I'd be an eye opener. I'd probably like, um, I reckon I'd die in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Same boy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, probably like, oh, Patty and Karen, they like getting out on the mountain and stuff. Cully would be good. Oh, Cully, definitely, yeah. Well, definitely. Cully's kind of taking you under his wing here, isn't he? It was, it, was it just you bonded over haircuts and then <laughs> that, that's, that's, what, that's where it all started? Uh, it's probably more being from New Zealand and just, I don't know, when I first came, he just you know, made me feel welcome. Have you learned a lot from him? Yeah, and done lots of work with him. So, yeah, it's been good. Like, just having, I wouldn't say, like, as a mentor, but he kind of is mm-hmm. low-key. Um, yeah, like, it's good just having another, like, New Zealander also in the same position so you can, like, yeah, you know, go to him and talk, talk about... Not it. just about rugby stuff, more about... Yeah, just talk about New Zealand, chill yeah. out. Like, he lives, literally, he lives just around the corner from me as well. So... Yeah. And when you came over here, did you have any idea that you would have been... Uh, able to represent Scotland at age grade, or was that? Was yeah, that in the I plan? actually I knew I learned about that. I learned about that um, at my last year of school. Um, I was at like a Chiefs under eighteen camp, and they do, it's not all just rugby; it's all a bit of rugby education as as well. So like you know, um, nutrition, etc. You know, mm-hmm. you get those talks when you're like that age, and they talked about eligibility and. They basically just told us how you become eligible or how you are eligible to play for a country. And so I knew my grandparents from, Sco- from Scotland. And so when I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, I can play for Scotland. I didn't actually know I, w- I was actually like able to then. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how I found out. <laughs> Let's talk about the final then, a massive game this weekend. Actually, you were here last time. We were part of the final. You weren't playing, but you were very much involved in the in the celebrations. Talk us through that, Dave, yeah, well, from your perspective. I actually made it on the field, believe it or not. So, you know, I can count that as taking part in a final. Uh, yeah, we, we had a fantastic day. Uh, it was a great day, of course, um, over in Belfast. And um, I was part of the 
non-23 travelling squad so we flew over in the morning um, and spent the day going around um, I guess there was a few different spots they're calling them I think fan zones and a lot of the supporters were were there uh, so we met up with those guys um, had, a, had a couple of drinks which was nice to, to celebrate with the fans um, and then yeah I guess uh, I mean we watched the game and it was just fantastic to see convincing win over Munster um, with just some buzz in the crowd you know we were all having a great time um, and I think the highlight was probably uh, just as we were getting towards the end of the game uh, most of the players went down to the side of the pitch to kind of get ready to run on the field and cheer the boys when the final whistle went at the referee I think that the, the clock was about uh, 82 minutes and blew his whistle um, so obviously having a quiet beer in me I ran on the field to celebrate and uh, done a Klinsman slide uh, on the halfway line which was uh, obviously a great idea at the time <laughs> and then <laughs> Nigel Owens uh, who was refing the game at the time he sent me off the field because he was just blown uh, for a penalty advantage <laughs> so, so the game was still going on game was still going on you were sliding uh, on so your belly on the halfway line I was um, so I went back off the field and 30 seconds later you do another on. one yep done another one it was fantastic <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just it was amazing uh, it was just uh, unbelievable to to obviously win our first championship and league as a team and um, you know, I think ever since that moment we've we've kind of been wanting to relive that again and, and create that buzz and it was just phenomenal and you know, I'm I've got all the confidence in us this weekend. I, I think we're gonna do it. Um but, you know, there's still that kind of mm -hmm. nervous feeling and you know, it's it's a final and, and a must win game so I can't wait to to be to be there on Saturday and to to see how it all unfolds and hopefully celebrate at the end of the night just like we did the last time. Do you think this feeling would pip it? What with it being in Celtic Park, it being in Glasgow? I know the last one was so significant because it was the first one, but this one will it be even a better feeling? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, there, there's no better place to do it for us as you know here in Glasgow, where we obviously play all our home games, and you know the, the city's got behind us as a club so much over the last five or six years and to be able to represent ourselves on a home stage and to you know hopefully lift the title and, and win the championship here would be phenomenal and you know I think it would be probably the, the ultimate payback that we could give to the supporters that have been there and stood by us over the last few years so yeah I mean it's uh, it's a massive week it's so exciting uh, there's a there's a great buzz around this place and you know let's, let's hope we can do it. Tom what was it like playing in front of 10,000 on on Friday night, that was some atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Like I remember the f when I first ran out because it was about the same amount for the Edinburgh game, eh? Mm -hmm. um, when I ran out, like I, d I like I didn't really think about it until I ran on the field and like saw the people. I was like, oh wow, like just like block it out quickly, but you like kind of take a second, like oh wow, like there's a lot of people here. So I think as things stand, we're just shy of forty thousand for the final. Well, this week, I'm sure we'll sell an awful lot more. What do you think that? Young. The week is young, exactly. Yeah, what do you think that feeling will be like? Oh, that'll be pretty crazy. Just try not to think about it when if I'm playing. Like, so focus on the game. Obviously, like that's what you mean to do. Do all players do that? Do you kind of be in your bubble? Or do some people? Do you think like drink that in and kind of feed off that? I don't know. I think everybody's different. Yeah, I guess yeah. like some people. <coughs> maybe like to kind of use the occasion as an extra bit of motivation and and of course that's always there but you know you do get players that just like to 
you know, go through their routine and, and treat it as another game and, and try and block all that stuff out. And, you know, it's, it's each to their own with this type of thing. But, you know, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be, you can't play in a stadium that's got 40,000 plus people. And, you know, when the, the whistle <laughs> stops or you stop for a scum, you're, you're going to hear that noise. So um, it's going to be a, a great occasion. And, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to it. I don't even know if I've actually been in a crowd in a stadium like that big. Oh, really? maybe once, or maybe once. So before, so was Scotsman be the biggest, biggest crowd you played in front of? Yeah, definitely. And then before that, oh, I don't know. <laughs> the, every man, like the, the man and his dog that turn up at Curry on the Saturday. <laughs> Five hundred. No, no, I think Scotsman like only obviously takes ten thousand on these big games, mm. but it feels like it's fifty thousand because you know, everybody's so close. And it's the flags as well. We need to encourage yeah. as many supporters who are coming to Celtic Park to bring their flags because when that that wall of blue when people run out you get a real even yeah. just sat in the crowd there's a real tingle about that something special going yeah on. there really is like it is amazing like my favorite moment personally is when you run out here at scotston i'm sure it's going to be similar at celtic park but you know all the smoke's gone off and you just kind of quite quiet within the changing rooms and you go out that tunnel and you just hear the roar from the crowd it's you know it's it's unbelievable and you know when the players hear that it just gives them that extra little bit of buzz and it's like oh, it's time to go now um, so yeah man if the fans can do that and provide that for us that'd be lovely I'm sure they will well you can still get tickets at glasgowwarriors.org let's make it the biggest final in Glasgow on Saturday there's obviously one down the road too at this point of the season one game to go do you look back and reflect Tom you said you've set yourself a goal and you've you've smashed that do you take a time to look back and think ah oh, this was a pivotal moment maybe not for yourself per personally but for the team lots being made about that Saracens game and how that was a kick up the bum that we needed or is that something that's been done do you do you reflect back or will that be something that happens after um probably something that happens after like yeah i don't even really know um i think there's been like there, there's been a couple of moments throughout the season where you know i've had a bit of a kick up the bum one of them being uh the, the kings game over in south africa um where you know we fully expected to win that game and obviously lost and you know it was pretty painful for a couple of weeks after that um, and you know it was a bit of a shame to end the tour that way because we had such a great time and had a, a great win the week before uh, you know there, there was talk of that game for probably six or eight weeks after um, and we continually reminded ourselves that if we if we slacken off or you know get a little bit too ahead of ourselves then that Someone kind of thing could happen mm -hmm. so there was that moment um, and then I guess the, the Saracens game uh, the quarter final, which you know, it was it was difficult to to see us get beat that way. You know, every other team that was playing in the quarter final that lost lost by nowhere near as big a margin as we did. And um, you know, that's definitely not what we're about here. And we certainly underperformed that day. So th I think there was those two kind of moments in the season that I guess if you were to look at moments of kind of reflection and to to maybe look a little bit deeper into ourselves and and kind of polish up or, or regain our identity of what we are about and 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 who we are at this club you know th those were the certain moments for me um now of course there's the positive moments as well which can often bring around the same kind of reflections yeah. and um what would they be for me uh, you can only really speak on a personal uh, basis here but for me one of the big moments was the home game against the scarlets when obviously we lost Andy or Alex Allen to a, to a yellow card or red card, sorry, at the start of the game. 
15, 17 minutes in, whatever it was, and we managed to come together as a squad. And you know that day we we happened to have a whole load of international players missing, and mm-hmm. to see the way that we pulled together as a squad, where you know I think Dave was saying earlier that we've used over fifty players or something this season. To see the way that we pulled together to to win that game against a, a top scarlet side was was unbelievable and I can remember the feeling after that game was like how did we do that like how have we actually just done that mm. and I think for me upon reflection it was like man this is this is the nights you you play for and this is the nights you cherish um now of course there's there's many other moments I think like that throughout the season the the great win against Edinburgh and I think the games towards the end of the season obviously had we had the run with Ulster uh Leinster and then Edinburgh to get you know, a few fantastic wins and they lead us into the sem- home semi-final. That, you know, I think that was a, a, m- a point in the season where we just really thought, right, we, we can do this. Yeah. This is this is ours. Um, how how do you stay motivated throughout the season? Tom, you mentioned earlier that you were, you were walking over to the, the non-23 before Kenny sent you over. If you're part of that wider training squad, there's 50 boys who have played. Obviously, only 23 can, can take to the field on a match day. How do you stay motivated as part of that group to know that you have a role to prepare the team? Well, um, for me, I was just enjoying playing for Curry. To be honest, I, 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 I didn't mind being in there like at the start of the season every week because I know that I would go and play for Curry, which is my club. You know, that's I didn't have a club back home. It's like my club. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, yeah, I was real happy. It was like I was fine just playing for Curry. And it's a bit of cliche, but it will be a team effort, won't it? It won't just yeah. be the you've got a. That's why I asked the question about reflecting. I guess there was little moments throughout the season, kind of. Yes, we've had those big three wins and then the big semi-final win, but there's moments like that Scarlets game, little moments during the Six Nations where we were down to our bare bones, but we got the win. That means we were on this platform. I was wondering if, as a group, that was something that was brought up and yeah that's been emphasized I mean you know throughout the season you know there's guys that have played many games for the club when you know guys have been away or there's been injuries and and it can be difficult when you get towards the end of the season and and, you know some players maybe miss out and you know if if I maybe look at myself for example uh, the semi-final in the weekend I missed out on that game and I was thinking on reflection I think you know this season Personally, it's the first season that I've made it right through the season without getting a an injury or a, or a serious injury that's kept me out for kind of six weeks. Um, and you know, I was thinking back, I was like, you know, it's gotten to be missing out in the semi final. But upon reflection, I had I've played twenty games or something for the season. That's that's fantastic. And I think when you put things into perspective, told you that at the beginning of the season, yeah, I would have regarded that as an as it's probably mm-hmm. a successful season for me. Um, so you know, I think it it, it can be. It can be a difficult point for for many people at the end of the season when we've got big games, but you know this is where you you know you need your 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 best players out there. You need the whole team to come together. You know the the non twenty three guys that have been out there in training. You know our, our sole focus is to be as supportive as possible mm-hmm. in training. So you know we prov- provide a platform for you know the starting boys or whatever to to defend against so we might you know have attacking plays that the opposition are doing and, and our objective is to run these as well as possible um you know if any players need to any do any tackling or work-ons we are there to support that and i think you know that's one thing that has been emphasized and, and it's part of you know playing at a, su- a successful club is there's going to be a, a hell of a lot of competition mm-hmm. um and i guess 
it's what gets you to this point where you know you are playing in semi-finals and you're playing in finals and getting the opportunity to lift trophies. It's it's one of the things that has to happen. Tom, I can't have you on here without speaking about your your man of the match. The interview in particular, how how much stick have you got for that? Uh, it's <laughs> been mostly positive. Saying it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was a big hit. A lot of people loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, like some people like oh, like it's mostly the stick has been oh you need some media training but it's all like oh mate I'm not way. I'm not doing anything with you you yeah. can you can stay as you are <laughs> yeah so I don't know if it happens again I'll just keep answering honestly <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing you can do man <laughs> like I, I, to be honest I just answered honestly like I just was a bit stumped by some of the questions so I said I don't know were you a bit shocked to be man of the match in the first place yeah I was like walking over the um, the, the what's the, the tunnel mm-hmm. um, and then you just grabbed me and I was like where am I going? I was like, gosh, <laughs> no, God, no, please, them. no. <laughs> so, yeah, just, um, yeah, just answer honestly. I think that's the best policy. Yeah. Mate, thanks so much for coming on. As I said, tickets for the final are still available at glasgowarriors.org. Just shy of 40,000. I think we can do an awful lot better than that. And what an atmosphere it's going to be, a final in our home city. Yeah, I am pumped. I can't wait for this weekend. Um, everybody get down, we'll see you there um, and hopefully see you on the field after the game, after a big win and we can we can lift that trophy together. Adam Ash will be the man doing the Klinsman on the halfway line. I'll be doing it, I'll be doing it, I'll see you there. <laughs> Thanks very much. Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy.